understanding, appreciation, and conservation of these vital creatures. We'll have a live and silent auction, paddle raise, door prize, hors d'oeuvres, cocktails, and more in Bloom, a Sheridan Community Land Trust fundraiser presented by Sheridan Media, Saturday, September 9th. Find out more at SheridanCLT.org. The hunt is on at Sportsman's Warehouse. Are you ready? Check your gear and then check this week's Country Bounty for the Sportsman's Warehouse sale flyer. It's got everything you need and probably things you've been wanting that are on sale. Savings on rifles, bows, ammo, camp gear and accessories, clothing, footwear. It's store-wide. The hunt is on at Sportsman's Warehouse. See the flyer this week in the Country Bounty and shop Sportsman's Warehouse on Brundage Lane in Sheridan, where they're always open seven days a week. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns. Spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. The wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Heads up. Whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities, in the community to serve. Are you finally ready to build your dream home? Hi, I am Brittany Gerzalka, First Northern Bank of Wyoming, here to assist you with finding your lot and constructing your dream home. First Northern Bank has competitive rates, 12-month interest-only loans, with a one-time origination fee from lot to long-term financing. Our local process ensures fast approvals, in-house draw process, and local inspections for no additional fees. First Northern Bank, making your dream home a reality. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 449286. Your phone is so smart. It knows where you are, what you like, where you live. And if you're a business that's using digital advertising, the equation is the same as other platforms. If your ad isn't compelling, can't be changed, and your target audience, well, isn't targeted, plus you're stuck in a contract, then you're throwing your money away. Let Sheridan Media help you with your digital advertising. We'll lock in your target audience, create eye-catching ads, and give you more flexibility with your campaign. Find out more by emailing sales at sharedmedia.com. That's sales at sharedmedia.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. My first guests this morning are Zoila Perry, Executive Director of the Downtown Sheridan Association and Board President Kristen Herbst. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, how was your extended weekend? Uh, we talked a little bit about it before the show, but uh, I got sidetracked with video games. Oh, <laughs> it was good. Nice, relaxing, getting a little bit um, refreshed. We have a couple more weeks of craziness at our office before it slows down, so we are ready to head on. With yeah. It. Yeah. Yes. Kristen, how was yours? Um, pretty uneventful. I have a sick kid at home, so oh. not yeah, no, nothing much is happening at the Herbst household. Yeah, just uh, chicken soup and uh, Nyquil, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and popsicles. <laughs> oh yeah, those yes. those things are great. Oh, Little yeah. treat, but at the same time, you're helping your throat. Yes. I can imagine. Uh, COVID's been going around a little bit more. That's what um, I've heard. And I hadn't heard about anybody uh, in town until very recently. Oh, really? And a friend of mine who actually lives here ended up getting another bout of COVID. So they're stuck in their house again. So (sighs) just a fair warning to everybody out there. uh, Be careful. And if you're sick, stay home. I mean, just stay home. Uh, We're less than one month away from the first day of fall, if you can believe that. I feel like summer. I don't want to believe it. It's Man, it just flew right by. It did. I feel like we just didn't get much of a summer this year. But uh, I will say, I don't mind the fall showing up. I'm not a big heat guy, so. I mean, I'm 
good for an Indian summer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be all right with if that. If we can just ease into fall and then ease into winter. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the abrupt weather exactly. changes that we yes. all wake up to. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is Wyoming. <laughs> and we like to turn pages rather quickly here. We do. Now, how was the summer season for the downtown area? I know we've got a month left, but if we look back on it, what what would your evaluation be, Zoila? You know, overall, I think um, tourists were able to find our stores. You know, they came downtown. Um, Crazy Days was good. Um, there was quite a bit of people that shopped at the stores um, for their sales. Um, so overall, I think they, they had more foot traffic. Um, especially to, like like we mentioned last month um, during rodeo, you know, people had to cross Main Street to get to one side or the other and could actually walk on Main Street and see those stores, especially people that are just here for the event and actually got to see other stores that they wouldn't have um, in the past. But now we're going into our slower season. So tourists are starting not, you know, they're starting to go home. Um, and so a lot of our stores are going to start hitting that downside from now till about November. So it is really important for the, our community to, to come downtown and shop. Um, sidewalks are open and um, come support our local businesses. Now, when it comes to the Main Street constru- construction project, that's that's from what I can tell, has progressed along pretty successfully for its first season. Uh, they're adding a block, right? Right. They are adding a block. Um, we just found out a couple of weeks ago that they are moving along. So we will have an additional block. So yes, it, you know, some stores, um, they're just like, bring it. Um, we have Legacy Diamonds and Gems, which they planned it where they're actually going to be closed and they're renovating their store. And they're going to have a little... Um, um, next to um, the chocolate tree and Peel News, um, Peel News, they'll have like a little store where they just drop off the jewelry or pick up their repairs. You okay. know, so they'll have little satellite office in the meantime. Um, yeah, you know, the Wild Theater, they have a bunch of events planned because they weren't expecting construction to happen this year. So they're navigating through those changes. But then if you look at it for next year, we'll have one less block that we have to worry about. So yeah. hopefully it could be all done, hopefully by rodeo week next year that would be fantastic wouldn't it to be able to actually have the parade next year on that new street would be great uh i i personally feel that the parade went fine this year uh having the alternate round Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah there's something about being on main street yeah really changes the thing up now um are most people pleased that they're adding this other block i mean i heard that there was some contention um there was some contention just because of some changes that, um, you know, the whole paving. There was, um, uh, well, due to them adding adding the block, the block. Um, means that. So some of the businesses that have been closed since just after the Fourth of July are projected now to stay closed until the middle of October. So that's an additional six weeks. So they've been paving block by block. So they pave a block, open another block. And, and so forth. Well, in order for them to get done quicker and more efficiently, what they would like to do is keep the whole entire street closed and just pave all in one. But that means that they have to stay closed until the middle of October, which is very frustrating. Our businesses have been very patient throughout this entire thing, um, and they're asking for them more patience, basically, for the next six weeks. Yeah. So there are businesses that close their doors. While this no, is no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I mean the um, they've been closed off. Okay, you know for, for the, the main street's been closed off since, since after, July fifth. Yes, okay. since July fifth, mm-hmm. and so wow. yeah, and so that's you know I, I think that for the most part what we hear the feedback is that July due to the tourists was very was was great for the businesses, but now like Zoila said, we're going into the slower months. And um, it's going to be really, really difficult um, for these businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Another challenge on top of everything, right? Yeah. You know, man, they have just taken it right on the jaw a couple different times. COVID, construction. I mean, it all just kind of fallen one right after the other. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for small business in this country to actually get a foothold. What is it like 90 some percent of businesses fail within the first year? Yes. I mean, that's pretty rough. Yeah. And so I could only imagine the people who are new, you know, looking at that bottom line and just shaking their head. It's got to be 
it's got to be a real challenge, and yeah. uh, I feel for all of them. Yeah, and you know, Laura and the Oftedal um, and the rest of their team, they were really good about hearing what the businesses had to say. They were going to go back and talk to the contractor with the concerns that the businesses had. Um, yeah, that decision was made last week, but we're hoping that they come back to the table and they decide to at least open up to Grinnell Plaza, because um, that will really help with pedestrian um, to cross the street from mm-hmm. Grinnell over to, you know, over to Jabba Moon, to the Kings, but then also allow traffic. Um, right now, the city does have Alger, um, East Alger closed, and so it makes it really hard for people to even come through Alger without having to turn anywhere, because you, all you can do is just turn north on Main Street. Um, over on um, Brooks, that is such a zoo during mm-hmm. school hours, you know, noon hours, it just high traffic hours. It is really, really crazy. Um, today, my son's walking down from the junior high, and I have anxiety because sure. it gets to become so much traffic coming down the hill and then over across. So we'll see what happens, and we'll just work through it. Yeah, yeah, slow and progressive, mm-hmm. right? How have the meetings been? You know, um, at first, they've, um, people showed up, and then throughout the summer, they just slow down. Um, last week was the first time I've seen over 30 people at the meeting because normally it's been about five um, five people from the public and then just white out in off the law representatives. Yeah. So it was pretty sparse until they made that decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did that sound like at that meeting? Oh, a lot of, um, disgruntlement. Um, a lot of, um, frustration. Oh, tons yeah. of frustration. I would say, like I said, I, I feel like these business owners have been more than patient throughout this entire time, um, and they they want their they want to be opened. You know, mm-hmm. they want the street to be right. opened. Right, so, absolutely. But they also want to be heard, and so you know, it's just it's, it's just with everything. There's a lot of give and take. You know, throughout this entire time, um, the the YDOT they have a job to do. Oftedal has a job to do, but is also at maybe the you know unfortunately the mercy of, yeah. of our business owners and so um they're they're pretty frustrated yeah so hopefully i just hope that they listen to what these business owners have to say um and and will open up to grinnell yeah. you know just to allow a little bit more flow of traffic and gets the yeah because it's so tough you know if you're looking at a large section of that city and maybe you're just window shopping maybe yeah. you're you don't have like <clears throat> excuse me a destination in mind Mm -hmm. but my wife and i do a lot of window shopping and Mm -hmm. we usually end up in the businesses because Mm -hmm. of it you know Mm -hmm. where we see something and we're like oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. but if i'm window shopping and there's a huge section of town that's shut off more than likely we're not walking down that section you know what i mean so i totally understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. especially if i'm a tourist i'm going to see that and i'm going to think oh I need to stay away from there. So I can I can understand what they're or saying. Or it's just an inconvenience. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, or, I just, I, I just I don't, don't wanna, have the time. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to walk, you know, four additional blocks just to cross the street and come back down the other way or, you know, vice versa. And, and, and that's... That is a concern. The general public tends to be like water. It'll take the path of least resistance. <laughs> Absolutely. <right? laughs> I mean, that's the flow. Yeah. Um, so I understand where they're coming from. We do have programs that help get people downtown. And I do want people to know something that you brought up to me, Zoila. Chamber Bucks giveaways mm-hmm. are still going on. Yep. Um, the chamber um, is still leading that, and they have their ambassadors going around and um, getting people get get caught shopping and getting them. I, think, I believe it's $100 a week that they get to win. That's pretty. That's I mean, that's nothing to laugh at. 100 no, bucks in your pocket. Yeah, that's that's something fun yeah. to buy. Absolutely. Uh, I, th- I use Chamber Bucks uh, that. Uh, my uh, general manager likes to give out. I, yeah, I yes. use them for Christmas presents every year. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good portion. So, I mean, yes. it gets a lot of my Christmas shopping done, yeah. and it works out really well. So if you're down there and you win 100 bucks, you got the luck of the draw right there. Now, this is just, like, random, right? Uh-huh. You're just chosen at random. This, yes. And for those who live here, they understand this is a lot like the program that the chamber runs during Christmas yes. with the elves that go out and do yes. this. So you can be just shopping. Someone taps you on the shoulder and says, here you go. Hands you $100 in chamber bucks. That's how it runs. That's how it's done. How, so how much have we given away? I mean, if we really think about it, 
You know, I, I honestly don't have that. Hundred dollars a week, a week. though. Mm-hmm. And all right, I'll have to do the math on that one. And I'm a word man, so okay. I'll probably be wrong. <laughs> now, now, has this construction over this year? I mean, has this added to your plate quite a bit, Zoila? Oh, tremendously. Um, you know, we hired Brooke last fall um and she came on board full-time in december and our um she got hired as the marketing and events director and she's just been doing marketing she hasn't really been able to do a lot of the events i mean she's able to do third thursday but just having a full-time person you know create you know interviewing the businesses creating all the content for our spotlights um, taking pictures but then also making sure we work with the sheridan press and we do reels um, to highlight those stores um, you know, we're also doing some radio ads through shared media to get people downtown. But this project, I want to say it takes at least 30 hours a week for her um, just for wow. the content creation, scheduling. Um, and now more um, since we have the additional block, we have to make sure we have, you know, everybody because we're going to do the same thing with, we did with the first block as we're going to do with the last block. Um, you know, we are also always double checking to make sure we have a business listed in our closures uh, because we also have a map that talks about, um, you know, here's all the stores within this street from Alger to Grinnell or, um, and who has backdoor access. Um, and then if anybody's doing anything special, how can we help them promote that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely, it's taken a lot of our, t- our time, um, to be able to help our businesses grow in that aspect. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, there's a lot to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to promote these, how is that? Uh, I got to go to a quick commercial break, but just real quick, how is the highlighting doing? You get it's a lot of responses really on that? Absolutely. Our social media numbers have grown and people love to hear about the favorite stores. They may have some fun facts that they didn't know about or vice versa. You know, they knew about it and they just like to share with their friends. Like this is the store that I love, or we love this person. This person has the coolest um, t-shirts, you know, just things like that. So yeah, it's been really good on our our part to see all the excitement that it's built been building up for those businesses well we do have an event coming up and i'm sure she's been working on that as uh, quite a bit as well and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back more with the dsa right after this you're listening to public pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 fm sherry Tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Jill Bates. And this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. You may have seen our new billboard driving south on coffee with myself and Colton's smiling faces. What it also has are some kind words from our clients' reviews, and they're the very things we take pride in delivering at Best. The best quality, service, and whatever it takes attitude is the standard we set for our work in real estate. The red sign on our clients' properties means more than a transaction. It's a relationship with our clients who deserve the absolute best. We love what we do and are passionate about it, so if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, our team is here to put our best foot forward for you. Give us a call today at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net. Proudly brokered by EXP. The First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em is back. Now, if you've played before, you know what to do. Now, if you haven't played, it's time to join us. The Pro Football Pick'em is pretty easy to play. You make your picks of who the winning teams will be, and you're scored against other people playing, including us. Now, every week, we have a prize for the person with the highest score. And this week's prize, $100 gift card, James, to the Warehouse Gastropub. Listen every Wednesday to KROE 103.9 at 745 in the morning because we'll have our Pro Football VIPs in the studio for First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Sheridan Media, including last year's reigning champ, Magic Melanie. So let's recap. It's free, fun to play, weekly prizes for the high score each week, valued at $100, and the overall grand prize this season is a $1,200 gift card to Carol's Furniture. Sheridan Media's Pro Football Pick'em, presented once again by First Northern Bank and Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Check it out on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Good luck. God bless the USA, where the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Billings Original Gun Show is this weekend at Metro Park, Friday from 2 to 7, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sunday 9 to 2. There will be a ton of vendors and over 300 tables 
featuring guns, ammo, knives, outdoor gear, tactical gear and optics, and so much more. Buy, sell, and trade your way through the show. The Billings Gun Show is this weekend at Metro Park, Friday 2 to 7, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sunday from 9 to 2 p.m. Your time is valuable, especially when you are sick or injured. Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care now offers scheduled appointments to avoid waits and fit your busy schedule. We also provide telemedicine visits that can be conducted from home, work, or anywhere you have a signal on your smartphone by clicking a link in a text message we send you. This is Dr. David Nickerson, Medical Director at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care. Scheduled in-person or telemedicine appointments are one more way we deliver value and convenience to our patients. Call or text 675-5850 or go online to SheridanUrgentCare.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. We're proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is Zoila Perry, the Executive Director of the Downtown Sheridan Association and Board President Kristen Herbs. Wines to the Nines will be taking place September 9th on Grinnell Plaza. Now, ladies, what is Wines to the Nines? Sounds inviting, doesn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds fancy. Uh, it is super fancy. Um, it is our annual wine fest that we do every year. Uh, and so we have about 13 vendors coming in, and that's between we'll have wine, spirits, beer, um, Games, we'll have, you know, games. Uh, for, for, obviously, this is a fundraiser for, for DSA, for the flowers downtown. Um, but we'll have we'll have games, uh, little fundraisers. We have, obviously, tons of wine to sample mm -hmm. and taste. Uh, nine different wine vendors, I believe, we have. Um, so different, different types. It's a really, really, really fun event. A great excuse to get dressed up and come just sample some wines all night long. And you don't get a lot of opportunity to get dressed up. You don't. You I don't. mean, you really don't. Mm -mm. No. So I always try to promote anything uh, uh, like this as much as I can because, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who were the old suit has been sitting in the closet for too long or she's looking for a reason to wear that dress and wines to the nines is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, what else will people see down there? Is there going to be like live music or anything? I know do live music this year um we'll obviously have some background music and and such but you know we've we're closing off grinnell and so we're kind of taking over that whole space we'll have a tent weather is looking knock on wood um pretty darn good thank you floyd you got it <laughs> um so you know we'll be able to kind of have people can you know move from indoors under the tent uh tasting into outdoors um you know if, like a little beer garden or whatnot We'll have some set up out there. So it's going to be a really, really great night. We have um, for food, we have Andy Erion doing um, Wishwin Barbecue. Is that yes, what he that calls it? Correct. Yeah. Um, doing the food. We're really excited about that. This is the first time that Andy has done a, a big event like this, and he always does great food. And I know from personal, he, he's worked with my mom, Sandy Fuller, quite a bit um, back in the uh, call 10 years ago, yep. I think, or so. They did catering for the hospital and he you know the cafeteria was like the place to be for lunchtime <laughs> right. and so, you get one good chef in in, oh, yeah. in a restaurant it changes things up yeah it? yeah so we're really excited about that addition and and so you know hopefully people are t are ready for kind of like one last hurrah you know before summer really does come to an end until until the, the that chill in the air is, is constant right uh, yes. it, it was nice this morning but i do know that there's got to be some heat left uh, and again i'm not like a heavy heat person uh, 69 <laughs> degrees is perfect sure yes. it's perfect same yeah but uh, you start getting up into 80s 90s i, I want nothing to do with it <laughs> is there someone specific that you're getting all the wine from no we have different wine vendors that all um that will be coming in so some of them have between five to eight ten different wines that people can sample oh wow yeah wow now is this going to be like a a, a you have to sample or can you just get oh, like no. a you can, good no. glass of wine walk you just, off no we actually you just get a tasting of it um so we'll have cups for beer to, to taste and then also um some spirits and then some 
some wine as well. All right, tell me when and where it's all going to happen yes. and how to get a ticket. Yeah, so it's Saturday, this Saturday. Um, you can get a ticket at the DSA uh, website, downtownsheridan.org, or you can go to Verdello, um, buy them in person there. Um, the clothing company, Conwood Kitchen, Inside Street, Bed and Bath. Um, we also have a champagne hour. So that's Ooh. from 5 till 6, and that's going to be taking place in um, Verdello's patio. Um, and it's just an hour of drinking champagne and having some great little hors d'oeuvres back there that we won't be having in the big tent in Ooh, the big tent very events. vip yes, i like it absolutely <laughs> and um our event will start um the regular um tickets are from six till nine okay now the next third thursday events happening september 21st what are we going to see you will see um we lost the block because of the construction so it's going to be a way smaller event but still going to be great um the craft brothers are going to be closing us for the whole for the season this year and the event will be from five till eight this time five to eight craft brothers now this location where is this going to be happening yes, i'm sorry it is from first interstate bank which is on Lauks, Lauks and Main to Coffin and Main Street. So first interstate to downtown Shun Association's office. Now is this, this is not the original location? The original location uh, for this season has been from- I'm talking traditional. Oh, oh, traditionally, nope. It has been from Alger to- Brundage, right? Um, from wow. Brundage, no, to Lauks. To Lauks, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alger to Lauks, and then we also have Grinnell Plaza. Okay. So next year, we will be able to have our event there. I'm sure people, back. you know, will obviously see uh, others gathering, but I just didn't want people thinking, oh, we're not at the new location. Right. We must be back at the original. But it's not. This no. is something completely different. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, unfortunately, uh, as you said, it's smaller. Now, have Third Thursdays, because I've heard a lot about this. I've heard that these have been just packed this year they have and, and not just people but like a lot of vendors a, a lot of activity down there um, what do you think really spurred that do you think it just people wanting to be out people wanting to go to something you know it's a combination of everything um, I think we because we did have such a long winter people were ready to come back out um, you know the first into June we did have some weather it didn't stop people from staying out um, we've had new vendors that we've never had before and we also had some returning vendors um, and I think it's just the way um, this year we were able to set up where uh, we were really able to pull um, people from Laux where we have the food all the way to Coffeen and Main Street where we have the music where people can actually walk through if they want to go eat unlike the way we have our setup in the past because we do have the food and the music right there so in case you're just coming down to listen to the music you can just grab some food where over here on this new location you have to walk by everyone else to see what's going on very so strategic yeah <laughs> I, I believe that's one of the reasons why it turned out to be a really great summer. But, you know, when we went into this, we didn't have any idea what was going to happen. I honestly thought, oh, I don't think we're going to have people come because of yeah. construction. Yeah. You know, that was my biggest worry. And look, it turned out to be an amazing event all summer long. Um, new stores got, I mean, our regular stores got noticed by new people. Um, so it did bring a lot of vibrancy to our community. Now, are most stores staying open till 6, 6.30? You know, it just kind of depends. Um, we've had some that have stayed open later. Um, we have Crossy Dairy that stayed open till, you know, 9 o'clock. But then over on this side of Main Street, you have offices. So they're not going to be open till then. Um, but other little retail stores, absolutely. Um, yeah. um, the Candle Company, um, Petal Rose, they all stayed open. <laughs> you're not you're not walking around third Thursday thinking, oh, I guess I could go renew my life and stop in yeah. and talk about that big real estate deal while yes, i'm shopping yeah. yeah it doesn't tend to work out that way but i am really glad to hear that third thursday's been such a huge success this year it's getting people downtown mm -hmm. where we need them to go mm -hmm. uh, and once again folks we're doing one more block so get down there support those businesses that are closed off Chamber bucks are still out there to be had. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for giving me so much time today. I greatly appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you, Floyd. Floyd. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Rooted in Wyoming. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Share to Media. As part of their community commitment, the Thorn Rider Foundation is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Share to Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities. In the community to serve. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. Professional carpet cleaning is our expertise. All of us clean our bed sheets and dirty clothes routinely, but why not our carpets? It's gross. Even if you take your shoes off, your carpets are always getting dirty. Just call the captain for your 100% free estimate or to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Do you own that house? You know, the one with the holes in the front door, disintegrating window sills, paint coming off in sheets, and weeds as high as a roof. The one house that everybody in the neighborhood knows. Do you want to just walk away, but you can't afford to without some money in your pocket? Well, Wild Renovation is perfect for you. They'll make you a cash offer for your home, no matter the condition or how rough it is. Find them on Facebook or at wildrenovation.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the founder of Rooted in Wyoming, Bonnie Gregory, and from Nubs Barbecue, Joe Sirwalt, and the program and outreach coordinator for Rooted in Wyoming, Ian Cannon-Wallace. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Joe, did I say that last name right, partner? Sirwald. Yep. Sirwald. Fantastic. Now, for anyone who may not know, Bonnie, uh, we've had a lot of people move in from out of town lately. What is Rooted in Wyoming? Rooted in Wyoming builds school and community gardens. We are working to change the local foodscape in Sheridan and our surrounding area in our state just to make it more accessible and just reteach the generations before us uh, that used to be common stance that people knew where their food came from and food was readily accessible. During World War II, there were 80 different dairies, for example, in Sheridan County. And there, 80. there were 80. And so we were exporting food at that time. And it, it slowly went away with commercialization and refrigeration and et cetera. And I, it's interesting that through the Food Freedom Act, it's slowly coming back and you take for granted that in an agricultural state people know where their food comes from but we really are a lot more about hay or hay and and beef cattle country and so um, the whole point of rooted in wyoming was to try to bring some of that knowledge firsthand knowledge teach the generate my generation how to can how to process how to just have support for growing just a regular garden and um, then teach the kids. You know, a lot of people don't realize that so many celebrations in fall revolve 
around the harvest. I mean, that was really the opportunity. You brought everything in. You had a big feast. Uh, that's Thanksgiving, of course, and then a lot of celebrations towards the fall time because that was so vital. Uh, you know, it, it was your survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother had a garden her entire life. Uh, even when she moved into the city, well, what you can call a city, uh, she went back there uh, into her backyard, and there was a full, I mean, everything from corn to carrots, everything was in there. And and I started one because she taught me that, uh, and I had a very large garden for quite some time. Around here, I, I really don't have the space to do it, but uh, I would because there's something very primal and visceral about being in the dirt, isn't there? Yes. And and I wouldn't say that we're in a food desert, but you're right. We've lost that those dairies, the mill. Uh, f- and my wife and I were talking about how disconnected I've become with my food lately. I don't know where it comes from anymore. And that's disconcerting. So that's what Root in Wyoming does. That's that's our that's our intent is to teach this next generation how to be self-sufficient and we've slowly we've been working towards that for the last seven years we have 17 partner program garden programs that range from the VA Victory Garden to the farm wall to um, the majority of schools in district two and you know we, we've 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 been in the school district for in districts for quite a while but it was time to expand into the hub and Easter Sills and just make it make it more about community and not just so specialized with kids because we knew that we had to in order to be successful we needed to take it to that next level and have it more accessible to everyone not just within the the school district sorry no you're good now the the hub on smith i hear about that one a lot that is a popular garden out there a lot of people like being in that tell me about that garden Ian. So the, the hub on Smith is really interesting. Um, Amanda at the hub is a green thumb. She loves gardening. They've got all sorts of little plants that they do programs with inside their art room, interestingly enough. And um, we've also had a, a grow tower set up there. Uh, they've got some little raised beds outside and part of the big picture of all the different partners that Root is, is involved with that I find really exciting is um, is bringing together people with lots of different ability levels. So like you were saying, you know, your grandmother, she was into gardening. It came naturally to her. And I think that um, that's true maybe for a lot of people, but for others, it's going to be like a new novel experience, maybe even a little bit scary if they've never done it. And so, um, you know, somebody like Amanda to have the space to, you know, teach people how to grow things for some. I know um, one of my friends who goes to the hub, her name's Lana. She is just the greenest thumb right up there. One of, one of the just most natural growers that I've ever met. And when the hub offers a program, they're going to have people who, you know, maybe have never put a seed in the soil before, right? Even if they're, you know, 70, 80 years old, right? So uh, being involved with a a set of programs where you bring together real deep expertise and that lifelong passion with uh, curiosity and and that vulnerability of trying something for the first time um, that that's one of the things that i love about you know this job that i'm in with outreach and programming you know and bonnie there's a lot of science behind this and so i think it's great you know once we're in the schools you get to see that science you get to see that biology taking place at what point did you get to where you were finally like, I've got to do something. I've got to start this. Well, I've been working in local school or local food initiatives for about 10 years. And then I grew up in an agricultural background and I ran the farmer's markets downtown. And we, we were aware that a lot of the farmers or producers were aging out. I mean, that was a national trend. And then also, you know, just, we really needed to find some diversity and the idea was to teach people how to to be farmers or to be gardeners and then to regenerate that back or put insert that back into our community and make it more accessible um it, it was an it's an inter, it's been a really interesting kind of slow moving process 
And as you look around Wyoming, the whole landscape, I think especially got traction in 2022, just because people were all of a sudden supply chain going, oh, there's nothing on the grocery stores. We all better buy chickens. We all better, you know, start planting <laughs> Everyone kind of went nuts, huh? So, yeah, so that, it really, I mean, unfortunately, it helped our program immensely just to bring more awareness and more support for what we were trying to accomplish. It oh. did feel like that, and that's, um, well, I, I used to be the librarian at Metal Arc Elementary, and I worked with Rooted at that time as a, as a school employee wanting to start a school garden, and I had uh, gotten a grant. I had a lot of help from Rooted um, getting the idea of a garden booted up. And um, we were planning to build in the spring of 2020. Yeah. Uh, it was, we were all set to go. We were thinking June something, and of course, nothing. And uh, luckily enough, we, we were able to get it going that next fall. But the sense of importance kind of fundamentally shifted under our feet yeah. because we were thinking, oh, you know, neat little project. And by the time we were actually putting it up, we were thinking, you know, this is deeply and fundamentally important to bring kids the awareness of where food comes from. Because um, I, I like to say, you know, sometimes I get in conversations with people and, and they're like, oh, you know, that the sort of feared mindset. What if the trucks stop coming you know mm -hmm. what if the trucks stop bring food and and my whole perspective is let's make it so that they don't have to yeah you yeah know? absolutely right they can still bring bananas and avocados right yeah bring the stuff from down south sure, sure. that still works yeah right. everything else we can pretty much grow right in our own backyard maybe so uh and and so you know how how does rooted in wyoming work with chefs like like joe joe just for our listeners could you tell us uh like your training your background and and why you decided to 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 start nubs barbecue <laughs> yeah absolutely um so i've known bonnie for the better part of 15 or 20 years i mean we've known we go way back to when uh what is now frackleton's used to be oliver's um she ran the bread store back there um and i was working there as whatever I could, um, bartender, server, dishwasher, prep cook. Um, and so a couple of years back, I guess we're on year three now, uh, she reached out and said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And uh, I started Nuts Barbecue about five years ago now um, as a private caterer. And from there, it kind of took off. Uh, this has been our busiest year so far. But um, she just reached out and said, hey, uh, what do you think about doing this? Uh, and I was I, I didn't really hesitate. I was a little bit nervous on the scale. Um, I've, I was, uh, at that time, I hadn't produced that much food from a single animal. Um, and that's kind of the challenge of what we kind of run into. We have to be able to make a consistent plate for this year's smaller crowd of 150, but make it elegant and make it nice out of one sourced animal. And this, this year we got two, which was fantastic. Um, but it was a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't usually back down from stuff like that. And so I said, absolutely, let's let's give her a shot. What do you have in mind? And she said, you figure it out. So uh, <laughs> we did for two years. Excuse me. <laughs> we, we truly, we did for two years. Um, and then this year has been far more of a collaboration collective effort. Um, we have gone from that um, kind of the, I guess, laissez-faire, just run around, grab all your food from all the different stations, and then sometimes sit down, and then there's going to be an auction, right? We're kind of going away from that. Uh, everything is with a little bit more intention this year, so it's going to be uh, a lot nicer plated dinner and on purpose. So what I do needs to jive with what Phil does and with what Ty does and with what uh, Rob does out of the Bradford. We, we have to we have to kind of come together and make a plan again using what's local and those two animals so that's what kind of got me fired up i mean coming back to that that's what got me fired up was bonnie the the history and that how it's evolved is incredibly interesting we get to see a much different side of what rooted is and i would say rather than you know i i specialize in barbecue smoking meat um I try to do it without any power so i i, I burn wood and i do it the real way right no pellets nothing like that well, 
that is kind of primal on that sense of it too of like even with these big things that happened like in 2020 you know it's possible to produce and make your own food even if you know if you're out of power if you you, you can do it so um it's it's just been a wonderful journey um i'm really happy to see what this year brings it's gonna be challenging that's for sure but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to come through with it uh, we've got a heck of a team this list of chefs is these guys i am uh i i feel like i'm i'm kind of the low man on the totem pole as far as skills go i'm not like a culinary school trained guy i just like lighting fires and smoking protein <laughs> right so and sometimes that's all you need is the passion right sometimes and uh i i learn i learn from these guys every time i talk to them i really do um they've got the expertise they've got the business sense they've got the the how-to and you know the the pairings you know i'm kind of at this point with this i'm the i'm the strong back weak mind kind of guy but absolutely willing and, and ready to get it done. Bonnie, go ahead and tell us about the farm-to-table dinner this okay. year. He's being very humble because he, his family does so much for our community. They're they're always willing to step in and help however they can. So um, the farm to this is our seventh annual farm-to-table. It starts at 5 p.m. Our tickets are unfortunately, fortunately sold out. <laughs> But <laughs> already, uh, yeah, they sold out. We had 150 this year, and as opposed to 350. And like Joe said, it's more of an intentional sit-down plated. We wanted people to really pay attention to the things that we are are presenting them at this dinner, and hopefully, you know, get get out their checkbook and invest in us as we move forward to building our collaborative center for self-sufficiency, which is really what we're our next step and hope through our mission and our um, strategic planning. Well, and this is probably one of the most active organizations here in town. I mean, you guys have got partnerships all over and uh, you're you're doing extremely critical, vital things, in my opinion, with the kids at the schools, uh, with the seniors, you know, you're giving them some place where they can continue to put their hands in the dirt, even if they've had to move to town, uh, like my grandmother had to. And un- unfortunately, there's not a lot of opportunity uh, you know, like there used to be where she can just go out and right. plow up the backyard. That, that That's kind of rare anymore these days, unfortunately. Um, too many people fell in love with grass, my friend. I, I think so too. Yeah. So our, well, and, and so we, it starts at five. We have a social, we have a grazing board and bubbles and all of that is brought to us by our friend Zach, who is the bomb sommelier out of Jackson Hole and also Star Liquor. And then we kind of move into a soup and salad course, the main course, and dessert, um, individual dessert boards. I mean, the, the, the meal is going to be just fantastic. Like Joe was saying, we have Chef Mitchell, Private Chef Mitchell Bell, Rob Gardy with the Britain Bistro, Joe with Nubs, Andy Arion with Schwein Barbecue, Phil Smith with Frackleton's, uh, Michael Marcel with Olive, Ty Bach with Cottonwood Kitchen, and Travis Ingen with The Wagon Box. And then we have quite a few bakers who are doing from scratch individual loaves for everybody. Leon Marche, Karis Prusak, pastry chef Luis Moran. She just built a, or has a new storefront downtown. Olha Wastowski, which is Olha Market. And she and Karis are both actually at the Landon's Farmer's Market on Saturday. So you can see their amazing breads there. Uh, Flower Child, and then Lise Foy Farm Girl Grocery. So there, and then also, sorry, with, uh, and, um, Shoot, Rob from the Brenton. Between those folks, they are making the desserts and the bread. And so, I mean, everything we're trying to source, you know, our flour from Wheatmont, well, obviously from Wheat, Montana. That's a great, easy one. Um, we have resources for corn, all of our fresh vegetables, polenta, mushrooms. I mean, the list is pretty, pretty good yeah. for what we're sourcing regionally. Yeah. And I think we, we can be very proud of that. And I love the fact that, you know, it's, it's, taking on a different feel this year that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be this way all the time it's good to keep things fresh and kind of switch it up but to really kind of make this almost like a what do you call it four star a big four star dinner just to show you that this is local done by local chefs uh, all source local and look at what we can produce with that now before i go and and time's kind of ticking away on me there is an online auction right uh, yeah. so if i can't go to the dinner 
can I still contribute? Absolutely. And we're looking for people to sponsor Rooted in Wyoming. And the online auction has a whole bunch of interesting things, um, artworks, trips. There's a safari, uh, a lot of interesting things to look at. You can go to rootedinwyoming.org and click on the Farm to Table tab. That's one way to find the online auction. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and there's there's ways to get um, connected over to that. So yeah, we're sorry that tickets are sold out. And we know in the past, uh, you know, community members have really felt like, oh, what a great party. Everybody is welcome, you know, the more the merrier. And um, we needed to be intentional this year because it's like Bonnie mentioned, we've got a, a real strategic vision because like you said, we've cast a wide net um, you know, over the course of the last couple I'm of years. I'm running out of time, buddy. Well, we, well we've worked with the, everybody from the VA who's had a garden for many years, but it needed boosted back up all the way to preschoolers. And, uh, but what we want to do is we want to have a real base with a teaching farm and with land where people can come and really learn how to produce enough food to sustain the community. And that's what we hope to do out at Bridges. All right. I've run out of time. I greatly appreciate you, Bonnie. Thank you for everything you. that you do for the community. Joe, it was absolutely fantastic to meet you. Good luck this year. Thank you. Thank Ian, you. good to meet you as well. Thank, thank you, you guys for very Thanks. much. Thank All you. right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9. Tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank & Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer, you're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank & Trust, Member FDIC. Fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo and Gillette. Join Grammy Award winner and Grand Old Opry member Pam Tillis at the Y.O. Theater this Thursday, September 7th at 7 p.m. The daughter of country music legend Mel Tillis, Pam is a singer-songwriter with two number one singles and six number one songs throughout the 90s country explosion. Tillis, live at Sheridan's Wild Theater this Thursday, 7 p.m. Grab your tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. September is here and fall is in the air. Are you ready for the cozy season and wine night? This year it's Wine Fest on 9-9, dressed to the nines. Put on your fancy best and join DSA downtown on Saturday, September 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. in Grinnell Plaza. Sample different wines and spirits from around the area, take part in silent auctions, and enjoy a gorgeous spread of hors d'oeuvres. General admission is $50. The champagne reception is $50 with exclusive access to vendors and, of course, champagne. Purchase your tickets now at downtownsharon.org. Champagne reception tickets are sold exclusively through Verdello Olive Oil and fine foods. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM.